0: as i start like getting all emotional leading you in worship one of our youth leading you in worship so please give her a hand and uh we just want to brag on her that god just uses her in amazing ways that even today she has um just the boldness to come and lead you in worship So today, I challenge you for this not to be a show, for this not to be something where you're like, okay, I'm gonna watch the band, but I challenge you, if a 16-year-old is willing to get up boldly and lead you in worship, I challenge you more than anything today to enter in. Amen? If she can get up here and lead you, then you can enter in a little bit harder today. Then you can enter in and say, God, whatever you wanna do in me today, do it. So let's just do that right now. God, we just welcome you here today. God, we need you. We always say, God, if your presence isn't here, then nothing else matters. Then we've missed it. And God, we do not want to miss your presence here today. So meet us here, God. Meet us here. We need you, God.
1: There's no wind or wave that you can't calm. That there is no situation that you don't already hold in the palm of your hand. God, I choose today. I make the choice myself to look beyond the chaos to find the peace in you today i choose to be overwhelmed not by my circumstance or my situation but by your love i choose to be consumed not by jealousy or hatred or by guilt but by your pure unadulterated grace us here right now let us understand the weight the weight of who you are yet the weight that can be taken off of us by just allowing you in our lives right now just allowing you in this moment to mend those things God to break down those fences break down those walls those barriers that hold us back from knowing you more from entering into a deeper relationship with you just consume us right now God with who you are thank you Jesus thank you Jesus
2: Come on, tell him again, your soul team is washing. No. Don't hear my own, we to know you love so deep. Come on, every voice it's sing
3: out.
2: me. Your face is all. I
4: God, just hear our one cry right now. If that's all that you have in you. Can you put those words back up, Anthony, that last that last chorus? Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry God, to, to know you all my life. God, just hear our one cry, God. I was just, just thinking of those words, God. In this moment, God, God I just is, give you my, my only cry. I maybe don't even have words sometimes sometimes you don't have words to say God I don't want to be close to you you don't have words to even articulate what you're feeling and in this moment I just pray that we would reach out with that inner inner longing for Jesus in our life That that just that one desire whatever that looks like so I'm gonna pray for us right now God thank you for this worship thank you for this time of praise God we welcome your Holy Spirit into this place God cuz you know that's the only thing that can truly change us this morning That that desire in us, people, we can't change other people, God. And we have to want that desire for ourselves this morning, God. And the only thing that I believe, and by your word, is that remedy, that thing, is that Holy Spirit that will come in and radically change a situation, a heart, a mindset, whatever it may be, God, that we would come out of this place this morning, God, dependent on your Holy Spirit. We love you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen, say it again. Amen, amen, you guys can be seated. Good morning. Ooh, I actually got some good mornings, that was good. I like it. Everyone's awake, everyone's liking the the weather outside. Man, I was just, um, I love doing church with you guys. Do you guys like doing church with me? No, maybe John, do you like doing church with John? All right, I got more claps than you in your face. Just kidding. No, we, we mean it. John says this. Like, we lead this thing, and it, it's, you know, it's crazy during the week, especially for this guy and his wife. Um, they bear a lot, man. And, um, but he, they do mean it when they come here on Sunday morning. They do like coming to church, too, <laughs> that, um, that coming to do and do this thing together, just figuring out this thing of life and this craziness and, you know, just this, this God thing. So we love doing this journey with you guys, and we want to be real here. You know, you guys probably have seen that in our church, like, man, you guys are kind of rough sometimes. Yeah, we're real. We really want to just be pursuing God and, and uh, just just understanding his richness for us in our life. Um, so, um, yeah, they're going to be, they're taking a week off. Let me fix your collar here. So John and Candice are taking a week off. They're going to go to the Bahamas. We're so very happy for you that you're going to the Bahamas. I'm so happy that I get to stay in Colorado. No, I'm just kidding. They're going away, so um, um, we're happy that you guys are taking a break. Um, lots been going on. Hey, Anthony, can I just do this? Can you guys just do this with me? This uh, I was reading. Uh, can you go to Spirit Lead Me on the previous song? And I wanted to just kind of go old school here, kind of like a uh, maybe if um, you came, came from like a Lutheran church or a um, Anglican church that probably doesn't have um, screens like this. Um, <laughs> But can you guys just read this with me? So I'll, I'll read it and then just repeat after me. Um, I wanna, we sing this a lot, and I feel like sometimes we get lost in the, in the music sometimes, or we, we maybe don't really meditate on these words. So this, oh my gosh. I didn't even know you guys were be here. Hey Ben. Are you gonna bring them up? Oh man. Oh my gosh. Sorry, they, they um, I don't know who these people are. I just thought I'd shake their hands. <laughs> Um, ben and Carrie Thomas are here. Um, can you guys come up for a second? We're being agile here. I know it's going to talk about faith and stuff. We'll put that off in a second. Why don't you guys come up? Um, so these guys, these guys. Um, this is Ben and Carrie Thomas. And um, go to Mark 14. No. Wait, watch this. Ready? Everyone, open your books, Bibles, to Mark 14 that's how uh that was because of the, the, this guy he started that one day he's like it was a joke actually well maybe it wasn't a joke you wanted to play a prank on john they were gone when they come back they're like when they read that when you say the scripture when they come back everyone will be really excited and then john will be like what the heck well you guys are cheering for the word um man it's so good to see you guys real quick these guys helped start uh thrive church north what we used to be um when was that? We were much, it was like six years ago, um, and they were here for a while, and um, man, is it okay that we're doing this? Thank you. Um, I just, I would love to hear from you guys for just a second, see what's going on, and how's Indiana still? Um, so they decided, John fired them like three years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, you're just not cutting it. No, no, we, uh, we re- I really, really miss you guys, um, but why don't you share a little bit about just what's going on in Indiana, and How you miss us so much? No,
5: here we'll let Carrie start. She doesn't like to talk ever, uh, so oh man, uh, words really can't describe walking in these doors and just feeling the same love that you know we left with, and just seeing all of your beautiful, wonderful faces in the morning and hearing the worship and coming in, and um, we love you guys so much. And when we went to Indiana, that was like. It was one of the hardest things we've ever done um, as a married couple. Um, we were literally crying in our beds every night, missing you guys. Yeah, it was pretty rough living in our parents' basement for a while. There, <laughs> but um, you know, we we went through a little bit of a struggle in that first year, just trying to find people that shared the same community that we did here. And we eventually went to, a, oh, sorry, we went to a church um, called Harvest Bible Chapel out there in Avon. It's pretty close to our house. And uh, you know, absolutely fell in love with it. It's a church that started a lot like ours, where they started out of a movie theater, and they were all small groups, and they were and they were doing life together. They went into the movie theater every week, set up, tore down, and then eventually they've been blessed where they have a, a building now. But it's just it's the same community, and God really placed us there. And uh, we're starting to get involved at that church. I started playing guitar for him a little bit, and um, absolutely loving it, and absolutely loving. Being poured into and being able to pour ourselves back out again. Because we were kind of almost empty when we left here because we just poured ourselves, poured ourselves, poured ourselves out, and we didn't take much in. Um, and so we've decided as a family that we needed to really step it up and get into the Word and get it back into God like um, we used to be. And um, God's just moving mightily. And we have our two sons. Brody is still kicking and it's big as ever, and then we have our second one, Nolan now, which we had in Indiana, and um, they're all here, so if you see really white, blonde babies running around, that's them, so, but yeah, man, we just really miss you guys so, so much, especially you, Paul, you stub muffin. and I clap loud for you, buddy.
4: <laughs> Stay up here, so, glad to hear you're not backslidden, no, I'm just kidding, um, that's a church term um them uh, anyway um they used to be our worship leaders and um man when it first started it, it was Ben headbanging you know when it first started it was like whoa Ben maybe less spin hanging less bed hanging all right uh, bed hanging head banging um but it was just hilarious to watch that but then uh as you guys evolved and you guys led and uh you know you, uh Jen and and the team had Big Shoes to fill and we meant that, and, uh, and, and uh, if Jen's in here, I mean, we know how proud we are of her and the team and how well they've done. But man, you guys took it to a level, and um, just your legacy is still up here, you know, and we, we miss you, and um, we're, so, we're so glad for you. And John, I don't know if you, you guys want to say anything. I'm just kind of still on the mic here, but uh, you'll get the mic, and you'll have plenty of time. Anyway, I just want to pray for you guys real quick, um, you know, to put you on the spot. Is there anything we can pray for you
5: specifically? <laughs>
4: five more babies no no,
5: no more babies <laughs> um, just that God would lead us where we're at and continue to push us further than where we've ever been before uh, that, that's a big thing for us as a family not just as individuals but as a family to grow in Christ is a big thing on us right now so.
4: cool let's let's read this together real quick if you guys would stay up here let's read this verse again and uh just because kind of what you were just saying Ben so I'm going to read it and just repeat after me and then we'll keep going and uh, spirit lead me that was pathetic let's try it again no I'm just kidding all right I'm gonna say it spirit lead me where my trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me and then next take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger In the presence of my savior god i pray for ben and carrie this morning and um i thank you for for their presence to come out here and um lord just that we even got the opportunity to do life together to do church together to do this thing and pursue you together and um we're thankful for those moments and um i'm thankful for for hill city church and um just their fingerprints that are on this place god and i know that this was it was a moment in their story um, and God, we just pray for their, their continued faith um, in Indiana, their continued faith to grow in their church and to elevate their gifts and their talents and the things that they have, God, that those gifts would become um, exposed and, and used for your kingdom. Lord, they would touch people in Indiana, their family and their friends and their community. And um, God, just um, that your spirit would lead them, Father, and they continue to grow in the, in the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Love you guys. All right, ushers, come forward and we'll, uh, we'll pray this out. And then we got a cool video. And Monique, is she here? All right, we'll do a video and then you can come up and, and add your amazing commentary. God, thank you for this morning, for uh, the time of worship that we had. And I'm, I'm grateful that we get to do this amazing church thing and, um, and to worship you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: If you guys haven't already, you ladies haven't already signed up, I will be out at the table. Um, I, I have, have the computer, so, so come sign up today. today. It's amazing. amazing. I don't you want to, you have already the stories of the other ladies. But, but um, you, you can I sign up right now, today, before you forget about it. Or go online on the website. There's a link to go to the registration. Or if you are already on the Hill City Giving site, you can register on there. So,
6: Thank you. Give them a hand good morning how are you guys doing all right our goal every week that we come here this is our if you don't know, know what our vision, is, vision it is, to encounter Jesus find family discover your purpose and to make a difference I believe all four areas we have to have in our lives that it comes from encountering Jesus he, he changes everything and we believe that that your life is an amazing journey when you embrace what God has for us uh, but you have to trust him and jump in and that's hard We'd rather watch other people jump in, right? We'd rather watch other people faith it, but we have to jump in. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Mark chapter 6. We love the Word of God around here. We celebrate it. We believe it reveals Jesus and brings life change more than anything else. We're in the series uh, Meet Jesus, and it's all about relearning who Jesus is, how he lived, and what it means to follow him today. And so we're studying through the book of Mark, and we love it. And today's message is called Stay in the Boat. Say, stay in the boat. Yeah, we, we have messages that say, get out of the boat. But today, in what Mark is revealing is to tell us, stay in the boat. And, the, and in the last message we were uh, in, in this uh, series, we were talking about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and that he took the bread, he blessed the bread, he broke the bread, and he gave it out. And as you walk with Jesus many times, this is what he does, as you follow him, he will bless us to break us to give you out. He will bless us to break us, to give you out. Every man, woman, and child used in the Bible mightily by God have been blessed, broken, and given out. It is that is the process. Jesus himself was blessed, broken, and given out. And so we're going to read. I'm going to read quickly, Mark 6, 45 to 52. I'm going to jump right into it. Immediately, he made his disciples get into a boat. I like that. He made them. (laughs) Have you ever made your kids do something? I, I try to make my kids go to school on time, but they try to slow down as much as they can every morning. But bef- uh, and bef- and uh, so they made the disciples get in the boat and go before him to the other side. Say other side. Right? other side to bethesda while they dismissed the crowd and after he had taken leave of them he went up to the mountain to pray and when evening came the boat was out on the middle uh, on the sea and he was alone on land so they were split up jesus is on the mountain the disciples are in the uh the sea of galilee here and he saw that they were making headway painfully for the winds were against them so they're in the storm again Many times, you you read in the New Testament, disciples are constantly in a storm. If I were the disciples, knowing how many storms they've been through, I would take a camel, right? I would get around the lake, get around the Sea of Galilee. But Jesus uses storms so many times uh, with the disciples. And maybe I could even say that Jesus sends the storms. He sends the storm, or hardship or tough situation, because listen, God is more interested in growing you than making you feel good. And you know that in life, we just don't like to hear it, but we know that God is more interested in growing us than making us feel good. And so it continues, verse 48, and about the fourth watch at night, Jesus came to them, which is walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, And they cried out, for they saw him, and they were terrified. I know these are just mere words, but just imagine these guys were in full panic. They saw a ghost, and it wasn't like Patrick Swayze ghost, all right? It wasn't a lovely ghost. It was more like the ring. It was crazy. They thought it was demonic. It was coming at them, and and they were just freaking out. And it says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid and he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. It's amazing. They're continually astounded, even though they've seen Jesus do this again and again. And I love this verse 52, which I'm going to focus on here, which is the weirdest verse of all time, right? So they're utterly astounded. Jesus gets into the boat with them. Verse 52, for they did not understand about the loaves, and their hearts were hardened. I was like, thanks, Jesus. Like, That is a weird one, Mark. Why did you write that? And I'll explain. And when they crossed over to the land of the Gethsemane and anchored there, as soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats where they have heard he was. So before we get any further, I want to just ask you a big question because my thought, this is how it works. Why was Jesus walking on water? right? Why was Jesus walking on water? There could have been so many other things he could have done, but he chooses to walk on water in this instant. He's walking on water, and I can only think one reason. And this is my main point of this whole message at one point. It's to reveal that Jesus is God. That's it. The whole book of Mark starts off, Jesus is God, and then he continues to tell you, Jesus is God right? So as you can see, the disciples still didn't get it. They were in the middle of the Sea of Galilee on a normal day, and it would take four hours to get across it by rowing, right? It was the fourth hour, which is about 3 a.m. The disciples left for dinner, so most likely they've been rowing for about eight hours. I don't know if you've ever rowed before on a row machine or on a little canoe. Rowing's hard, right? Have you ever rowed on a canoe with someone on the wrong side, and they, you just keep on going in circles? And you're saying, we're supposed to row at the same time. I feel like this is what the disciples were doing. They're arguing. They're like, one, two, go. One, two, go. And then they're just spinning in the middle of this lake. And how many of you guys get seasick very easily? Right? Anyone? Yeah, my wife gets really seasick. I, this reminds me of parasailing. Have, has anyone ever parasailed? Right? It's this beautiful thing. You get on this parachute. They take you, like, 500 feet in the air, and you're being pulled by a boat, and you're having a good old time. It's super cool. It's peaceful up there. Unless something goes wrong, and you fall 500 feet into the ocean, right? So other than that, things are good. But we were going parasailing, and we were in the Caribbean at Canasai, and we were excited. It was our first time, but then we got on the choppy waters to get out into the ocean. And it was, oh, when you're on a small boat, and it's windy, it's just like, gunk, gunk. And 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 sooner, very soon, we were all sick. I was like, I'm gonna puke. So they they sent us up in the parasail, right? Candace and I, and we're both sick. We're like, "Uh," like we were barely enjoying it. We're looking at each other. I'm like, it's so peaceful. Candace is like, "Uh." and they let us down, and then back to the shore we went, and it was not a fun experience. But just imagine that experience for eight hours. Up up and down and side to side. Eight hours these disciples were just in this storm, stuck, exhausted. And in this passage, the storm was a literal storm, but it's also a storm of their minds and hearts. They were still confused of Jesus, who this man was. They were asking, who is this guy? Am I safe? Can I trust him? And the truth is many people in this room still feel this way. There's moments in our lives, and maybe even today, we ask, is he, is he safe? Can I trust him? Who is this man? We might go to church. We might go to a group. We might read the Bible, and still we can struggle with Jesus because these guys did, and they were with him all the time. So I'm going to go back to Mark 6:52, where it says, For they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. It's like the weirdest verse in the middle of this story, right? When Jesus fed the 5,000, It's mentioning that they understood that Jesus had power, but they didn't understand that Jesus was power. They understood that Jesus was from God, but they did not understand that Jesus was God. So that's why Mark writes this in. They still didn't understand he was God because they were all wrong about the loaves. If you feel this way, I would recommend—and this is my little shot here—I'd recommend the book. If you're struggling with Jesus, there's a book called Case for Christ, and it is beautiful. I'm listening to it right now, and it's by Lee Strobel, and he, he was a reporter for the Chicago Tribune for—he for, he was a law reporter, and, uh, and, and he was a skeptic, and he was a skeptic of Jesus. But because his wife got saved, his wife started going to church right, with, uh, and uh, he went to Bill Heibel's church, right, just shout out to there, and, and they loved him, they loved, and his wife was changing for the good, he said, he was right in his writings, he said, I had to find out, just, I wanted to get, I wouldn't tell my wife what she was understanding was wrong, so he started to research the evidence of Jesus, and it began to change his heart, and he wrote this whole book about how his heart was changed as he figured out the evidence of Jesus, and if you don't like to read, get the audio book, if you go to the Anything Library, it's actually free for the audiobook, right? Solid evidence on Jesus. The life, death, resurrection of Jesus. The historians, the Roman historians, the Greek historians, the Hebrew historians on Jesus. There is more evidence. There's actually 26,000 manuscripts on Jesus. Yeah. No one ever in history comes close to Jesus, by the way. There's so much evidence for his life. That's why I want you to research him. It's so good for us. Instead of just ask, asking just blank questions, study Jesus. Okay, I'm back on track. Back on track, right? See, the external storm was a picture of an inter- internal storm. Isn't it many times in our lives, the external things that are happening are a picture of the internal things that are going on in our life? And, and, and see, the external storm was that they didn't really know Jesus. They didn't. Yes, they were in danger of knowing all about Jesus, but not really knowing Jesus. So I'm saying it again, you can go to church, go to group, go to Urban Outreach, be a good person and still miss Jesus. And I want you to get to know people in this church. I want you to get to know me and be in a group, but don't miss the main event, the main relationship that we want you to grow and understand is your relationship with Christ. In a very real way, many people feel like on this boat with the disciples, in a storm of faith, in a storm of life, In verse 49, it says, But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out. They were terrified. Terrified. I love that word, terrified. Have you ever been terrified? Like, really terrified. Like, you started shaking. I was trying to think of a moment I was terrified. Not many times am I terrified. But there was this one time I was in, uh, I believe, middle school or elementary school, and my aunt signed me up for this, this singing show. Right? Just I was it was this Korean singing show. Who? Why wouldn't you want to be on a Korean singing show? Right? They said, it's going to be nationally televised. I'm like, okay. I, I got it. I got the song down. I can sing it. It's going to be easy. So I, they call my name. I get on stage, right? And as the song starts, as they turned on the song and the light came on, I started shaking. Like, oh, my, I'm, I'm just like, in full-on terrified, shaking mode. And I literally sing the song the whole time like this. And I, and I ended the song, I got off, and I said, I told so many people I was going to be on TV. This is horrific. <laughs> so everyone experienced this terrified moment with me. They, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know if you can, like, no one likes that singing. No one. Not even Koreans, right? <laughs> and they like a lot of things. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, I was terrified. And so in this moment, just think of your moment of being terrified. The disciples were terrified, physically shaking, thinking about abandoning ship. If I was there, I would like push Paul Frank in front of me and say, I'm too young to die. Take Paul, you know? <laughs> it's like, God, oh, I don't know what I would do. Candace knows I would probably do that, right? Verse 50, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I do not be afraid. And Jesus got into the boat with them, and the wind immediately ceased, and they were utterly astounded. And many of us feel like the disciples today. We need Jesus to show up. We do we need jesus to show up maybe it's to walk on water maybe there's a miracle that needs to happen in your life to show that he is god in your life because you're in the middle of a storm you're terrified you're terrified of your future some of us in this room we're terrified of the unknown we don't know what's going to happen and we're terrified of our future terrified of the debt that we're in terrified of the relationship terrified for your faith for your kids terrified of your job if you watch if you're on facebook the world's going to end right it constantly, every day the world's ending. You're terrified. And you need Jesus to show up, calm the waves, and jump into your boat. And disciples are always in some sort of storm, right, in the, in the Bible. And, it, it, and honestly, everyone in the Bible is about a storm in life, it seems. But the truth is, in our life, we too seem like we're constantly in and out of things. Weaved in and out. We either are in a storm just got out of a storm, or about to get into a storm, right? That's what it seems like. It seems like that is the, the flow and, uh, of life. And be okay with it. There's nothing wrong with you. That's called being human. That's called living in this place and called, that God has provided for us. And what I've learned in my life, maybe you have too, sometimes Jesus calms the storm, but most of the time Jesus calms my heart in the storm. Think about that. Sometimes Jesus calms the storm, but many and most of the time, Jesus comes calms the, my heart in the storm. He gets in the boat with me, gives me his peace, his joy, and his presence. And today, I believe that's what we need. I love the words, and it's uh, when he says, "Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid." It, it just sounds like old Shakespeare to me. It's funny. Take heart, it is I right? Do not be afraid. I don't think that's his voice. It is I. It's not like a middle school teenage voice changing, right? Do you know, uh, I wish this was uh, translated better, because in the Koine Greek, it's actually Jesus is saying it this way, but we would have not understood it when we read it the first time. Take heart. I am. Do not be afraid. That's the actual words of this verse, but they made it, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. But it's way deeper when you understand what he's really talking about. Take heart, I am, do not be afraid. Mark is leading us into the Old Testament, and where God proclaims his name in the book of Exodus, when he says, I am Yahweh, I am. And that's what God says to Moses. And then Jesus also proclaims, and we miss it, Because we wouldn't have understood it. And Jesus says, take heart, I am revealing his deity. See, in Exodus 33, 13, we see God revealing to Moses as Moses is crying out, show me your glory. I need to see you. I need to know you. I believe in our storms of life. Maybe we need to ask God not to calm the storm, but to show us his presence in the storm. His peace, his love, his purpose in all of this and the bigness of who he is will overshadow the smallness of our problems. Sometimes we just need to adjust the lens. Anyone into photography? Right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like really into photography right now. But a lot of people would love, like, if you get a wide aperture lens, oh, awesome. I won't go into that, wide lens, <laughs> If you get a 14-millimeter lens at the f-stop of f- 2.8, no, I'm just kidding. If you get a wide lens, you get to see the whole picture. And then there's something called a zoom lens, right? And you get to see just a minute portion of the picture. I think we live our lives on the zoom sometimes. Because when we see in wide aspects, when we see the way God sees our world, we would say, oh, I get it. I see things differently. And God wants us to change our perspective to see as he sees. Because when he, we see as he sees, we understand that Jesus is in the boat with us. His presence is in the boat with us. So next time you find yourself in the middle of the storm, I want to tell you one thing. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. There will be times in your life, everyone will say, abandon ship there's times in your life and uh, they'll say people you're uh, don't marry people don't listen to your single friends they're dumb about marriage right they'll be like it's all right you can leave your wife or you can leave your husband that's a good idea Arr, don't listen to them that's why they live in their mom's basement right that's why they're playing a call of duty at three o'clock in the morning right just don't do it. Don't listen to your single friends about marriage advice. It's just very bad advice because I think the best thing that you could do is stay in the boat. I'm not telling you to stay in an abusive place where you're physically being abused. I am telling you, man, if, if it is a, 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 an argument or a, just a, something that you're not getting along with, stay in the boat. Don't, don't abandon ship. Stay in the boat. Whatever in times you want it, you feel like it, everything tells you to abandon, to leave your faith, to forget God, to quit, to quit on your family, give up on your marriage, quit on that job, run, and we'll have valid reasons. I'm telling you, if you want to think of a reason, you'll find a reason. That's just life. We can convince ourselves of most things and then look back and say, that was dumb, right? But I'm telling you, stay in the boat because there's no other way to get to the other side. There's no other way to get to the other side. I see people in my life who deal with the same issue over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe that's you. You deal, you deal with the same issue over and over and over, and at some point you give up, and guess what? Guess what God does? You have to go through it again. You're like, is this the same storm I've been through? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because you have to get to the other side or he's going to put you through the same thing over until you get to the other side. Stay in the boat and save yourself some heartache, folks. Stay in the boat. I see it in my life. You've seen it in many of your friends or your life too. They can't overcome it because they won't stay with it and they refuse to face it and ignore it and bail out. That is, some, some people in this room and some people we've, that has been our signature move. When it gets hard, we bail. And I plead with you, don't give up. Stay with it. I plead with you, stay in the boat. Keep moving forward. I want to quote a great prophet. And it's from the movie Rocky. <laughs> it, this is the newest movie Rocky, right? He's, 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 in this scene with his son, and his son starts complaining about being his son and, like, having a bad life, and then Araki finally turns around. It's funny. I'm quoting Araki. Araki looks at his son, and he says, Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. It can be a very mean and nasty place, and it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, and nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take it and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And now if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not point fingers saying you're not where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. I was like, man, that's biblical. (laughs) Galatians 6 9, Paul is saying, let us not grow weary, don't get tired. In doing good. Don't get tired in being the the best husband for your wife or being the best wife for your kids. Don't get tired in doing right, in working hard, even if no one else is working hard. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. Don't get tired of what God has called you. I know it's tiring, but don't get tired of doing it. For in due season, say due season, in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart you do not give up. Don't give up. Stay in the boat. And you say, saying, when is due season, John? Due season's been a long time coming. I don't know when due season. And I just want to say due season, it's just, is when it's due. I don't know your due seasons. Keep on doing what you're doing. Do the good until due season. And I don't know when it's due, but it's, it's due when it's due, right? Just keep pushing. Man, just keep going, moving forward, stay in the boat. You can't control your seasons, but you can control your attitude. You can control how you see things, your vision, your view. You can either view bottom up or you can view top down. You can. Your view is up to you. Stay in the boat because in due time, you will reap a harvest. You will get to the other side. You will get stronger. I'm telling you, if you're struggling, keep on struggling. It's okay. Keep on struggling. Do you know in weightlifting, it's only in failure you grow? So if you want to get super buff like Mark Mitchell over there, it's only in failure. Why are all the Marks buff? Look, look how big Mark is. He's like, what, these little arms? Like this size of my head, and I have a big Korean head, Right? But it's only in failure, it's only when you can't do any more, your arms actually grow. Other than that, they don't move. They they look the same. It's in our failure that we grow. And we don't like failure because we don't like the word failure in anything we do. But in a lot of things in life, it is in our failure we're like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. It's our failure in our hardships of marriage that we grow the most and grow the deepest. When I look back in our marriage, it is some of the hardest times I look back and I, I say, we did that together. And then we cry. (laughs) That's kidding. We celebrate those moments. In due season, you'll reap a harvest. You'll get to the other side. You'll get stronger. You'll heal that marriage. You will know God. Don't give up. And I want to say this. Listen, it wasn't me who called you anyway. It wasn't me who spoke to your heart, who put the dreams in you, who put passion in you, who made a covenant with your life, who said, I am going to be your God. Jesus calls us. That was Jesus. And what he started, he will finish. He will finish. So stay in the boat because he's in the boat with you. He will complete it with you. Jesus calls us to eternal life, not an easy life. Calls us to eternal life, not an easy life. He came not to give us an easy life. He didn't say, "Now I've come and now you have won the lottery. It's an easy life." No, he's walking, he's wanting you to enter in deeper into what he was doing and he's starting eternal life right now to eternity. It starts now. So let's stand. Let's stand. Stay in the boat. Say that with me. Stay in the boat. One more time. Stay in the boat. One last time, shout it, shouted, stay in the boat. That's right. You need, sometimes you need to shout at yourself. Sometimes I yell at myself, and people think I'm crazy in my car because I'm talking to myself or I'm crying in the car to myself. I don't know if you're strange like me, but I do it, and I'm yelling, stay in the boat, John. Stay with it. Maybe you feel stuck today, and, and I'm not who I used to be. I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe that's how you feel like. And we're all in different places and we all have different other sides some of you feel like you're sinking the waves are too big the wind is too strong and I want to tell you do not lose heart keep going keep going keep holding on God is in the boat with you don't keep your eyes on the storm don't don't keep your eyes on the storm don't keep your eyes on the wind what is the storm that you've been watching so closely What is in your life that you've been staring just at the storm and you have forgotten that Jesus is in the boat with you? It says in the word of God that the disciples were utterly astounded as Jesus got on the boat and everything calmed down. I pray right now, even mentally, just close your eyes for a moment. What is the thing that you are staring at that is just defeating you, that is causing so much pain in you? I pray right now, in your mind's eye, shift your view and look who's in the boat with you. It is the great I am. Do not be afraid. I am. Do not be afraid. I am. Take heart. I am. Do not be afraid. That's what Jesus would tell us today. God is in the boat with us keep your eyes on jesus hold on and never let go because in due time in due season you will get to the other side you will get through you will reap a harvest if you do not give up there's some of us in this room today and you know you are far far from god and you have kept you have taken your eyes off jesus and you have put your eyes on yourself and guess what? It's funny. When we put our eyes on ourselves for a long enough time, we, everything seems wrong. <laughs> everything seems to get heavier. And if you're in this room and you've put your eyes on yourself and, and you just need freedom from yourself, it seems like. You need healing from yourself and the storms that you're facing. If you're in this room and you just need to know that Jesus is in the boat with you, I just want you to raise your hand and say, you know what? I need God right now in 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 the boat of life right now i've been keep i've been putting my eyes on the wrong things i think it could be many of us most of us i would say put your hands down i'm gonna just pray over us if you feel that you are so far from god today and you need to make a proclamation for your life and you know that you do not know jesus you know all about him but you have not establish the relationship with Jesus. Is that you? Just raise your hands. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. Thank you. All over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I pray for every hand that is raised, that is proclaiming, I need a relationship with you, God. I pray, Jesus, as they are crying out, Lord God, or they are speaking out or praying out, I pray, show up, Lord God walk on water in their life, just like you did for the disciples. Show ways to calm their storms in life, Lord God. Bring people into their life. Bring a miracle into their life. Bless them. But Lord, let us not just accept your blessing, but your breaking so that we could be given out. That is the process of God. I pray let let us be okay and trust God that he knows what he's doing way more than us. I thank you for everyone in this room, Lord God. Stay in the boat. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Sign up for the group. Celebrate Jesus. Get into a group. Get into a group, guys. Love you guys.